12 Wurlitzer in the Victoria Hall with Chris Powell at the console. Now, just before the finale of uh, the concert, let's join Andy Carville, who has another listener dilemma in this month's Ask Andy. using the accompaniment styles that you find on well just about every instrument these days digital instruments anyway um, be that an organ or a keyboard or uh, even a digital piano that has the rhythms and um, his question was how do I make the most of these accompaniment styles because he was sort of saying that, that he plays them and uses them but it never sounds that sort of good or that professional oh. for want of a better word so it's just a little sort of history lesson um when i first started in this um in this industry way 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 back in the dark ages of the sort of <laughs> late 70s there was just some new features started to appear on on organs at the time really there was only at that time there was only organs or there was acoustic pianos and these new features were designed to make things a little bit easier for the beginner to play and um so you used to have a good old rhythm unit a rhythm drum section playing away and then you could add some extra parts in and all the manufacturers at the time had different names for these parts i remember i, I used to work for gem in the late 70s and they used to call them extra men <laughs> so you used to hold a chord down and you'd have this sound sort of perhaps an arpeggio or some form of sort of extra uh, backing going on with your left hand frankly it in if you look back in the day it didn't sound that good it sounded like an early sort of atari computer noise really <laughs> to be honest but it was novel and it was a bit of fun and um used in conjunction with things like single finger chords etc you used to be able to play some simple tunes quite easily and all these things would happen automatically around you that's how it all started and as I say I remember Baldwin had phantom fingers I think they called them and Lowry had something called the genie section which added all these extra extra things in for you but as the as the technology has got so much better over the years since the late 70s the accompaniment patterns and backings have become fantastic truly fantastic and in actual fact that they, they do now sound like a full orchestra or a band accompanying your playing and they're called styles because they come in all of these different styles of music so you have for example some jazz styles on the swings you maybe have latin american styles you can put on a bossa nova and you get a bossa nova band accompanying your playing but like everything there are a few little hints and tips to actually make the most of these features because if you use them slightly wrongly you can 
sort of clash with the accompaniments now rather than let that enhance your performance. Mm -hmm. Styles tend to be in three, perhaps three and a half, and I'll explain what I mean by the half in a moment, but three main sections, and they tend to be introductions, then you get the main body of the style, and then you have an ending. There's a half there, an extra bit, because you've got so many varieties. You don't just have one introduction. I've got a Korg at home at the moment, Korg PA-1000. Fantastic. It's got three different introductions. It's got four variations of the main theme, and then it's got three endings as well. And in addition to that, you even get drum fills. And drum fills are like, if you watch a big band, uh, the drummer will do little fill-ins every eight bars or so, and he'll crash the cymbals and he'll run around his drum kit and do all sorts of things. And you can you can copy that using the fillings that are available in the style. So there's a there's a ma- major tip here, and this uh, I've seen many people do this over the years. And there's an old saying, well, there certainly is in Leicester anyway, which is, if you've got a dog, don't bark yourself. <laughs> And what I mean by that is, if you're using one of the introductions, you're best to just let the introduction do its thing, play the full introduction, and then you start when the introduction ends. Now, that's a bit of a skill in itself, because you've got to get to know each style. You need to know when intro variation one on my bossa nova is going to finish so that I can start playing. There are, depending on which instrument you have at home, uh, again, I mentioned my chord that I have here. This actually counts down for me. So when I start my introduction, a little counter reader comes up in the uh, in the screen, which says minus eight. It means you've got eight bars to go of this introduction before you actually start to play. And that's really quite important. Let the style do its thing, and then you start to play at the end of the introduction. And if you have something like a countdown meter, you know, that's counting down that introduction for you, definitely take notice of it and definitely use it. And also the same thing at the ending. Now, the ending's going to end the piece anyway, so you don't have to worry too much about the ending, but don't play along with the ending. Unless you've got fabulous ears like somebody like Harry Stone or Alan Haven or those great players, because you'll have probably very complicated harmonic sort of changes built into those intros and endings. And that's why just let it do its thing, because it will sound fantastic. Sounds brilliant. You play the melody, you press the ending, let it do its thing. And that's the end of the piece of music. So that's a very, very important aspect, getting the introductions right and getting the endings right. Just let them do their thing and uh, introduce the piece and finish the piece. I mentioned earlier that the main bodies of styles have got variations. I have four variations on my uh, on my instrument here. And the idea of having four variations is variation one may be a very simple variation. And as you go up through there from one to two, two to three, three to four, the style gets a little bit more fuller. You get more instruments coming in. You maybe get a brass section coming in. You maybe get strings come in and it's just for variety uh, an interest well an important part of uh, any musical performance is that you vary the piece as you go along and these variations do it for you and um, don't know think that just because the variation number four on my keyboard is the fullest that that's great that's the one i'm going to use all the time 
do use the simple ones because it just adds a lot of contrast into your playing. It's it's quite important. And uh, I mentioned fills. The fills, uh, as I say, are, are really good. And if you watch a real drummer, they put fills into their performance. But don't overdo them. That's another very f- common mistake that I see lots of people doing. It's almost like they play a fill every two bars or something along those lines. And, and frankly, it just gets too much. So think about um, music perhaps in an eight bar sort of cycle, perhaps use your fill, perhaps change your variation at the end of those eight bar cycles. They're the sort of basic features that you need to be aware of on your instrument. The most important one though we touched on is the intros and endings. Let them do their thing and you start to play at the end of the intro. Some more advanced features just just to touch on and this may not be available on your instrument or it may be available on your instrument. It's something I can do on the one I have here. And that is actually you can rebalance. You can even get into the style and rebalance the things and take parts out if you want to. So, for example, a Dixieland band, that's a that's a style which is on many, many instruments. And what you may find there is your Dixieland band is very full But if you go to the pub on a summer's afternoon on a Sunday, you might have a little Dixieland band in the corner, which is just four people. So if you want to pair that, chop that uh, Dixieland style down, you can go in there. You can take out all the big brass and you can just leave a bass player, perhaps a little drummer and a banjo player. And then you can play uh, your melody line in. Again, it's just good for variety. So I hope that uh, that helps, Mr. Hemmings, and I hope that gives a few hints and tips on how to get the best out of the style department. I hope that helps. Thank you very much indeed. Andy, appreciate your time once again, and um, we'll uh, we'll ask Andy again in uh, the not-too-distant future. 